Welcome, Double O agents, to Super Movie Ball. Take a seat. You're late, as usual. Now, your bonus stage for today consists of the following Players 2 Scenario License to Kill Level Facility Length First to 10 points Weapons Slappers only that can't be right. I'm gonna change that to proximity mines. Oh yes, one more thing. Absolutely no odd job. Naughty cheaters. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hiccup Hour. This is Mac. Oh wait, no, this is Super Movie Ball, not the Hiccup Hour. I'm sorry, I've got the hiccups. And it's gonna be, probably for the first 10 minutes, it's gonna be real annoying because I'm gonna be going... <gasps> But I'll try to stop and, and not do that too much. But anyway, as per the description, you already know the movie we're talking about. And I've got with me the ultimate guest, the guest challenger, who's going to take down the, the guest belt. He's going to take <laughs> it away from Riley. I've got my man from Cinema Slop, John, with me. John, say hello to the good people of Super Movie Ball. Hello, good people, but not Riley, who is my nemesis. Dun, dun, dun. Drama. No, he was he was bragging about how often he's on your show, so I just invited myself on four times. <laughs> you mean I begged you and was like, hey, you want to talk about a movie I really don't care about just as an excuse to talk? Because that's what we're doing today. <laughs> I was like, Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. <laughs> That young heartthrob that all the kids are talking about. <laughs> he looks so old in this movie. He looks so old. I love Leslie Nielsen, but he looks so old in this movie. But, I mean, in his defense, he looked old in 1980 before, you know, he was old, really. But he's been he's been old forever. He's, been, he's like Steve Martin, where he's had white hair since, like, the 60s. <laughs> Which is why in the intro, when they gave him young brown hair, I was super confused. <laughs> I, it looked like he had a steel wool on his head. Like, I didn't even know what was happening. <laughs> anyway. All right, sorry, I think, I think I've gotten ahead of us. <laughs> you, we've got, we just jumped in two feet first. It does. Look, if I'm going to do four shows, we got to knock these out real, real quick. <laughs> Wait a second. We only watched one movie. And whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll wing it. We'll wing it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, John, uh, how you doing? How you been? No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm fresh off of a record. Uh, last night, I recorded with uh, my soon-to-be number one guest, Chris. So oh. your nemesis and I just did a, another episode of the extended Hawaii verse, which if you're not paying attention, uh, is just a 12 pack of really, really awful direct to cable action, sort of sleazy Cinemax type movies. Oh, you know what? I think I have those. Uh, what's the, what's the name of that director or that producer? It's Andy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris. That's right. Yeah. yeah hard yeah. ticket to Hawaii and all those. That's actually the one we recorded last night. So did you really do that? That one is so so good. I can't wait to hear that episode. Dude, it's a trip. Um, so yeah, check that out in the sometime because I don't know when I'm going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Probably, if you're, unless you're going to do it in the next two weeks from now, which is November the 3rd, then it's probably not out yet, but it will be out soon. Well, well soon enough. Exactly. So that, yeah. that's uh, that's what I've been up to. I, I got, uh, yeah. got a little Sedaris on the brain. And then cool. after I watched that, extending into the wee hours of last night, I watched Spy Hard. <laughs> now, why'd you watch that, I wonder? I don't know. What, what in God's green earth would make you watch that particular film? Well, I was kind of, you know, I was tipsy because I'd just gotten off a record and I was trying to type die hard, but I got all of the letters wrong <laughs> in the first word. Can I say something? Every time I hear that name of that movie, the title, I'm just like, I love it. I love spy hard it makes me chuckle i have no idea why <laughs> i have no idea why it does i just got done listening to your episode about critters classic uh that's one word for it yes no the movie not the episode Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, that was good <laughs> um no no it, it was i enjoyed it you had uh, lisa on there and jason 
mm-hmm. who were visiting. It was your first in-person one, which I'm proud of you guys for doing because that's a hard feat because you guys are states away. So that's pretty awesome. I'm hoping one day to get you, Jason, me, and Peter all in one thing and do a commentary or something. Hopefully we can pull that off. But it, that was a really great episode. It was really funny. It was like being in the room with you guys, mostly because I know all of you, so that makes it a lot easier. But it was like being with old friends, and it was really fun listening to that episode critters is one of my favorite movies i love that movie so much uh i i don't know why i I think it's actually a decent b movie like it's it's nothing special Mm -hmm. but um i love that they're called the krites because i (laughs) just because if you know somebody has been on the show jake krites has been on this show i know his whole family oh so he shoots spines out of his back (laughs) he does he's very deadly yeah He's very deadly, and he's got three rows of teeth, uh, and you can kick him down a flight of stairs. It's pretty cool. <laughs> hey uh, Callback. hey Callback. Uh, listen to the episode on uh, uh, Critters from Cinema Slop to get that reference there. No, I, I really enjoy that movie. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, I like the the fake music video. Oh God! In that movie. <laughs> yeah. Power of the nights. Well, it, streets are calling. I want to say I looked it up, and and the guy who is performing it actually is the guy who does the song. I don't know. I I, I think that's a good question because I think the actor has almost as many music credits as he has acting credits. Oh well, you're probably right. You're probably right. He's not that great of an actor, so he probably is the real musician. But we're relying on a Google I did three weeks ago. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, as it's as good as anything. Yeah, it's fine. No, no one. Again, like you said, no one comes to this show for facts. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's always a good start. Just oh god. Well, no, no. <laughs> I was just thinking. I'm thinking about your episode, and I'm thinking about the movie Critters, and it's making me laugh. The thing about it for me is, I just there's just a little great little moments in, in that uh, movie that's really just fun to talk about and watch with a bunch of friends. Have you seen any of the sequels? Uh, yeah, years ago, I, I've actually seen all four of them, but we're talking like when they were new. So right. like, I remember that uh, number four has DiCaprio, right? Yeah, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. in there. And uh, so, I mean, it must have been after he, he started blowing up a little bit because I do remember that being notable at the time. I just remember that there are these little fuzzy things and I've always had this dumb affinity for like puppets, like ghoulies, gremlins, critters, you know, uh, just these kinds of movies. Just, I don't know. Like I have this, like I, I get a dumb smile on my face when I'm watching this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. It's, it's the, I think it's the craftsmanship. You know what I mean? I think it's something tangible. That's actually there. Some goofy little monster. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Jason said he was scared by this movie as a kid. I was not scared by this movie as a kid. I saw it back. I think it was either in 86 or 87 is when I first saw this movie. I was a little kid and I thought they were great. Like they, but they're kind of scary. They kill people. I mean, yeah, they kill a lot of people, which is funny that they're they're supposed to be these cute, fluffy, little, like menacing little, I don't, I don't know what to just like these little critters, I guess. (laughs) But like, they always reminded me of the, uh, the popples, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just pissed off popples. Exactly. Like they, so I don't know. It was, it's, it's a good movie to check out. But anyway, before we get into this, uh, let's pause for just the bumper. So spew can do his thing. I don't, I, this movie doesn't even really need a spoiler alert, but we're going to throw a quick one in here. Spoiler alert. What's the matter? My orders came through. My squadron ships out tomorrow. We're bombing the storage depots at Daiquiri at 1,800 hours. We're coming in from the north, below their radar. When will you be back? I can't tell you that. It's classified. Spoiler alert. Awesome. I'm not going to spoil anything because I don't remember the story. <laughs> Is there a story? Uh, I'm going to go with, do you remember um, Undercover Brother? <laughs> yes. Yeah, basically, yes, I, I think if you take out the chicken restaurant, it's the same story. <laughs> the chicken. <laughs> Remove Dave Chappelle and the chicken restaurant thing and it's the same story. Yeah, but it's just generic uh, super spy. You know, <laughs> I have a better affinity for that one because it's more of a complete third act structure. This movie is like 80, I think 80 minutes, minutes long, yeah. just straight up 80 minutes. It's barely a movie. 
Mm-hmm. So this came back in 96. I, I will talk about it later, but there's really nothing to talk about. So I, John and I talked before the show and pretty much we're only going to talk about stuff that we liked because there's no story to speak of. It's just a stupid spoof movie. I mean, you know what you're getting into. It's akin to the Naked Gun series or um, Hot Shots or, uh, you know, anything of that ilk. I can't think of a third one. I don't know why I can't think of a third one. Like Airplane, you know. Yeah, like Airplane. So it's not as good as those. Those are like top tier spoof movies. And as a teenager, these like hit your sweet spot if you're a guy and you're a teenager. Like these, because they're just so stupid that you just, they're made for you to get a bunch of your friends together and either go to the theater or, you know, rent it and just watch it and just be stupid and just laugh at how dumb this is. Because it, it knows that it's dumb. It's not trying to be anything other than that. It's 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 a, it's a guilty pleasure movie, especially for me. And even as an adult, last night when I was watching this, I was giggling so hard. Uh, it, it was... It's pretty sad. I'm like, wow. I was like, this, this, these movies still speak to me, even though I'm a grown, grown man, and I wear my big boy pants. Yeah, but see, now in my mind, you're like a Muppet Baby version of yourself, like just like sitting on the floor with your legs out at 45 degree angles, just like giggling with a rattle and like toppling over occasionally. Uh, Muppet Baby, Muppet Baby Mac. None, none of that CGI Muppet Baby crap. I'm talking like real animated Mac, you know? Like, yeah. Where you paid some, like, I don't know, some Chinese kids to do the animation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's staying in. It's not getting edited out. I don't care. Hey, okay, just, so that's just economics. <laughs> right off the top, Spy Hard from 1996. Leslie Nielsen, the height of his powers. <laughs> I think that I want to argue that point. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. Let's go. No, you say the height of his powers. I want to say this is definitely uh, the top of the decline of his powers. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice, but way to uh, spit on a guy when he's down, John. Well, I mean, he's dead, right? So like anything I say mean is like kicking the dead. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'll let you do the thing. <laughs> no speaking ill of the dead on this show, unless they're horrible people. No, I don't care. It's fine. He's uh, Look, Leslie Nielsen is is pretty awesome and if you don't believe me uh look up go to youtube or just watch the movie creep show oh yeah there's a sec there's a segment in there with leslie nielsen if you don't think he's a good actor watch that he is terrifying in that movie (laughs) (laughs) it's it's you're you're gonna be like this is leslie nielsen like no he's a good actor he just got caught up into he got uh typecast and he just stuck with it, and I don't blame him. No, I mean uh, he—I haven't seen a lot of his serious roles, but you're you're dead on on Creep Show. But he's so good at comedy that I don't—I don't think that anybody would argue he's a genius comedically. But but seeing things like Creep Show definitely makes you appreciate his 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 full capabilities, you know, because they they aren't yeah. on display very often. Not very often, no. And it's just funny—the uh, the lead person for these spoof movies makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. You, you need to have somebody who has some acting chops to sell it because it's got to be, especially for something like this, it's got to be serious. And it, he's, he's essentially the straight man, sort of. I mean, he does some goofy stuff in it, but he's, he's serious the whole time. You know what I mean? Well, he's, and, he's serious, but there's banana peel things, you know, like, you know, cart- oh, of course. Yeah, cartoonish pratfalls, but he's straight faced during them. Yeah. I like the cast for this. Uh, we got Leslie Nielsen, uh, obviously, Nicolette Sheridan. Charles Durning, mm-hmm. Marcia Gray Harden, Barry Bostwick, Andy Griffith, <laughs> and Robert Goumet. And there's a bunch of other people in here, too. But that's a pretty decent cast. Like, under different circumstances, if you're like, hey, this is a, a B-grade drama that came out in the 90s, you'd be like, oh, that seems like it might be a pretty decent movie because of the cast. You know, and a lot of these people have gone on to do really great things, especially Charles Durning and Marisa Gay Harden. It's it's a strange cast, and it's kind of almost too good for this movie. But Well, I think that's I don't know. sort of one of the things that happens with, like, sort of these like almost slapstick skit kind of things is that they bring in a lot of cameos to to fill out the support cast you know yeah speaking of cameos the first one we get is mr t <laughs> which is nice which is i was like oh i completely forgot about mr t you know he came to my middle school one time seriously it's really yeah he did he came to our middle school and he spoke at our middle school about like being a success and all this other stuff and which was pretty funny coming from Mr. T. I mean, he was popular in the '80s, but but he was really nice. He was really nice. Like yeah, it was it was pretty awesome to see him. But he it was cool to see him in this movie because I'm just like, oh, it's Mr. T. I was like, he should have a comeback. <laughs> he should be in more movies. I'm trying to think of all the cameos we have. Well, I mean, you've you've got um, 
later on you got Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, you got Robert Culp. Mm-hmm. He's the guy on the plane, like jerky to uh, Leslie Nielsen. He's from a TV show in the 60s called I Spy. Yeah. Uh, he, he's on that show with a known felon. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's the known felon? Oh, wait. No, I know. I know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google I Spy. Uh, I don't, anyway. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> so don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Google the movie I Spy. It's a completely different. That's Eddie Murphy and Owen Wilson, and it's awful. Ne- uh, you got Talisa Soto, who's actually a Bond girl, so it's funny that like she was a Bond girl in an actual Bond spy movie, and then she's in this for like a split second. You got downtown Julie, Julie Brown. Google her. She was popular in the 80s and 90s. And you got Hulk Hogan, Dr. Joyce Brothers. So quite a few cameos. A lot of these movies have a lot of cameos in there. I just want to throw out two more. Uh, Go ahead. Pat, Pat Morita. Mr. Miyagi. Oh, Pat Morita's in there. Yeah, he's the waiter. And for an incredibly brief moment on the bus is Michael Berryman from uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, he's in there. And then Ray Charles is driving the bus. Yeah. I, well, he well Michael Berryman was in there for like a split second. I was like, "That's Michael Berryman because he's so distinct." Well, you looking. I think there's only one shot where you clearly see his face. Yeah, and it's like, and I was like, "Why is he there?" Yeah, and like I was like, "Was that?" And I rewound it, and then I had to wait for Netflix to go from low quality back to high quality. <laughs> and then I was like, "Holy shit, that is Michael Berryman." Yeah. So th- this movie just has like a ton of jokes. It just like rapid fires them. So fast. Andy Griffith is in this, you know, Matlock, and he's the villain. <laughs> Which, I mean, obvious choice. <laughs> obvious choice. This movie's rated PG-13. I have no idea why. Can you tell me why? Um, If I had to guess, it would be like maybe some of the sexual references, but even yeah, those are pretty light. They're pretty light and... It's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just like the money penny, like sexual tension stuff is like that. That would be it. I guess. Otherwise I'm like, this is like PG. Cause it's, there's no. Oh, and there's a, butt. oh, there is. A, is that what makes it a, butt? makes it PG 13. I mean, I, I mean, come on MPAA. <laughs> well, you want to get, you want to, you want to have a long episode. Let's talk about the MPAA. So. Oh, well, we can do that. I don't care. That could be the next episode. There we go. <laughs> Two in the can. Yeah. Boom. Just like that. There's just, uh, I don't know, if you want, John, if you can go ahead and just list off some of the stuff that you that you liked, and I'll list off, and then we'll just, you know, just go from there. Because there's, it's basically this, bad guy wants to take over the world, mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen's got to stop him. That's just, that's it. Yeah. That is literally, there's nothing more to it than that. And then they throw a bunch of gags and references to other movies in there. Yeah. I mean, you everybody's seen Naked Gun or, or a spoof movie or Hot Shots or something. Yeah, I mean, essentially... It's um you get the idea. You know, he foils a plot in the pre-credit sequence and then that guy comes back later to be the villain that obviously wants to kill the world, you know, and there's a computer chip because it's the 90s. <laughs> but yeah, that that covers that. So I mean, number 1 off my list is like I giggled at a couple of the dumb gags in the open. The fact that his code name is WD40. That is really funny. It, it's just stupid, but I liked it. Uh, they they kill a guy and they tell him to use the silencer and they've got like a howitzer size gun like a mounted gun and they just have a pillow wrapped around the muzzle and then weird al does the opening song which is a pretty solid bond theme knockoff and then the it is the last moment where he's holding that note and his head just that's a good explosion i have in my notes (laughs) nice head explosion so weird al's head exploding i mean i'd I'd give that a seven out of ten that's a decent head explosion it's no scanners but hey what is (laughs) scanners (laughs) <laughs> sorry you don't you've never seen scanners no I, i've seen it oh no was, you, you asked what is scanners and i said well scanners duh no i said it is no scanners sorry i've explained a joke it's already gone off the rails so. yeah there you go you know that makes it funnier when you explain it i'm just gonna keep going so scanners is a f- <laughs> Uh, I think my favorite thing about Scanners, uh, I'm going to spoil Scanners, but you've already done the robot, so it's fine. Uh, hey, it's fine. Is Spoilers for Scanners, you jerks. <laughs> All right, keep going. Uh, what's his name? Um, Cronenberg. Cronenberg's like famous for not wanting to do things that aren't real, and then he just doesn't know how computers work. And he's like, well, a computer's got like a nervous system, just like a human, so you could blow its brain up. <laughs> <laughs> Cronenberg's so weird. You got to love him. Yeah, so uh, that's the end of Scanners. Sorry. That's the end of Scanners. There you go. I hope you just have like a 30 second bleep for that. (laughs) (laughs) No. And that's Scanners. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love Weird Al. 
this like you said the opening sequence is pretty good it's got it's got uh women like swimming silhouetted and there's like a heavier set woman that's swimming around so it's supposed to be like haha get it she's not traditionally you know sexy or whatever so that's it's mildly entertaining but it's the song that's the funniest thing and then it's just capped off with a nice head explosion when he hits that high note so well it, it's it's good stuff and just it's good stuff a weird owl note i saw him at an event last year and he looks exactly the same i know i saw him i was like yeah he's aged pretty well yeah and what i i love is that they because he talks about in the song like you're watching spy hard the name of the movie is spy hard and then at the end he's like you've just seen spy hard the name of the movie you just watched was spy hard <laughs> so there's actually a different song at the end that's very akin to the you know, it's basically the same song except for different lyrics for the ending. So I thought that was that's interesting to note. No, that's it's, cool. It's something funny. It's, a lot of these, a lot of these movies have like stuff in the background. So on repeat viewing, like the name of the door will say something funny, or the sign to the building will say something funny on it. It didn't catch the first time. I don't know that you would want to watch this multiple times, but. <laughs> <laughs> But there's some funny stuff in the backgrounds that makes it rewatchable. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just random details. Uh, Like, I recall in the opening scene, there's one door that the guy is, like, they're sneaking into a location. The first one says, like, service entrance. And the second one says, like, intruder entrance. You know? And they, like, go in that, you know? Um, So, like, if you're paying attention, there's little hidden jokes like that. But yeah, not that that was... That one didn't make me laugh, because that one sucked. (laughs) No. It's pretty funny. Though. There's some funny stuff in there. Sorry, I cu- I interrupted you on your list. Keep going. Proceed with the list. Oh, uh, my one of the actually the background things I did notice that's next on my list is the Secret Service seal is an eagle doing the sh- finger. <laughs> so just like on doors and stuff. I did not notice that. Yeah, I did not notice that at all. I love it. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a scene where the uh, Barbara doll, the the daughter of the spy from the open, is. She's being like interrogated and she yeah. tries to spit on general rancor and it just hits a guy reading a newspaper in the background. And that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> oh, isn't that what's his face? Um, what's that guy's name? He's been in some movies. He was on Dexter's laboratory. He does the, the voice for Mandark. If anybody watches that or has seen that, that cartoon, I like that. Cartoon. But, uh, Oh yeah, he does the voice for Mandark. He's he, he's not really doing a voice. He's just talking because that's just the way that guy talks. Eddie Deason is that guy's name. Okay, he's been in some movies. He's been in a lot of not a lot. He's been in some B movies, and you can re- immediately recognize him by his face and his voice. So I'll probably insert it here. Maybe I don't know. Hey everyone, this is Mac cutting in. I had way too much fun finding clips of Eddie Deason. It should only be about ten to twenty seconds long, but this is probably going to be a couple of minutes. But I guarantee you, it's funny. Especially because the sound of his voice is just hilarious to me for some reason. Uh, so this first clip is from Dexter, one of my favorite cartoons, which I want to talk about maybe at some point. Dexter's Lab. Uh, uh, yes, the answer is hydrogen. At class, say hello to Mr. Astronomonov. Please, sir, call me Mandark. Uh, excuse me, sir, but may I please relocate myself to a closer location to the board so I can achieve the optimum effect of your education? Uh, go ahead, Mandark. This location will be quite adequate. Yes, Dexter, I can read your thoughts, and I am smarter than you. And here's some more of Eddie Deason in War Games with Matthew Broderick. Hi, Lightman. Hey, what's that? I want a gym to see that. Wow, where'd you get this? I was trying to break into ProtoVision. Hey, wait, Jim, I'm not through yet. You bet it didn't. Ask him where it did come from, Jim. Go ahead, ask him. I told you already. Looks military to me. Definitely military. Probably classified, too. You're not supposed to see any of that stuff. That system probably contains a new data encryption algorithm. You'll never get in there. Hey, I don't believe that any system is totally secure. I bet you Jim could get in. Yeah, I bet you he couldn't. I bet you he could. I can't believe it, Jim. That girl's standing over there listening and you're talking about our back doors? Yeah, but Jim, you're giving away all our best tricks. Where are you guys dumb? You guys are so dumb. I got this thing all figured out. I figured it out all by myself. Oh, yeah, Melvin? How would you do it? The first game on the list. Go right through Falcon's Maze. What else we got? Moving forward on the list. These are all just jokes out of context, but uh, there's there's this one moment where Leslie Nielsen just got done sort of trying to seduce a spy lady, and she's walking away, and he just mutters under his breath, if you want to see me again, look back now. And then she does and walks into a doorway. <laughs> <laughs> 
And there's nothing genius about that, but it did make me laugh. It's really funny because it does like a slow motion thing. And you can see like, so this is what I love about spoof movies is that, you know, the joke is coming and it's when it happens somehow, it's still funny. After that, like, I mean, skipping around a whole bunch, uh, there's a moment with the cab driver, cab driver, who's describing the measurements of the woman that they're looking for. And he describes her measurements as 36, 24, 36, 22 and i was like wait a second what's that 22 (laughs) there's a lot of stuff like that there's a lot of silly stuff like that it's really good and then there was one that i i guess it was supposed to be funny but it did it really didn't have that there's always like this weird pause when they do like something funny to let the audience sort of laugh sort of like a sitcom and one of them was like here's a micro detonator it's power powerful enough to blow up a two-story building and it was like the size of a nickel and i for for whatever reason i just started laughing at that (laughs) but i don't think it was a joke i think it was like i don't i was like a two-story building that's crazy it's the size of a nickel that's crazy (laughs) i don't know like maybe it was supposed to be funny i didn't do it but i also love how uh, Charles Durning, who is the uh, director, keeps like hiding himself. Oh, sure, yeah. He hides first. He hides as like a like a a lounger. <laughs> he's like inside the lounger and wearing the lounger. <laughs> and then he's like he's like the wall. And there's a painting of George Washington, and his face is George Washington's face. And then on the back are like blinds. And when he faces the wall, uh, and he and the guy opens the blinds, he can see his butt. That's that's where the butt comes in. Yeah. And then he becomes the carpet at one point. Like he's got his face painted and only his face is like sticking out of the carpet. Well, it's so weird and random. It's it's supposed I guess it's supposed to be like that like Kato thing from mm-hmm. the Pink Panther. I don't know. That's a, that's it's well, it's he references it. He's like it's the ancient Chinese art of word, you know. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think it was like Gambara or something. But but my favorite thing about that whole gag is that he's playing a game that nobody else is playing. Right. Right. You know, like, like no, no, no one's trying to find him. No one's like, oh, he's done it again. Now I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like no one's trying to, it's not Leslie Nielsen that's trying to find him because, you know, he's the spy. He just keeps hiding from everybody. Well, and it's like, I'm testing you, but you don't care that you're being tested. So uh, when you inevitably find me, like Leslie Nielsen farts all over him when he's in the recliner because that's how he's catching him is like, haha, I farted on you. You I win, right? Like, oh my goodness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess, I guess, Mac. What I'm saying is, if I ever fart on you, that's my way of expressing that I have beaten you. I will be truly defeated. That's for sure. <laughs> so the most ridiculous moment for me was they take the. There's that part in True Lies where Arnold Schwarzenegger's in a horse and he's racing the horse through the streets of downtown <laughs> and he goes into like a hotel and he rides an elevator and he jumps the horse. It's a ridiculous part, but that's a great movie. So they're spoofing that. Well, that's not that funny like a horse in a building. I mean, it's a little bit funny, but the funniest part to me is when he <laughs> breaks uh, he, he get, takes the elevator to like a higher floor, gets out and he tries to jump off the side of the building with the horse. It like breaks through the wall and the horse goes, whoa, like the, it's like the goofiest, it's like the goofiest sound. And then they, for like two frames, it shows the horse's face and it's a fake horse's face <laughs> and his his face is just like, he's got his teeth all sticked out. And he's like, whoa. Like I mean, I actually did make notes. And, and it actually says, whoa. I had to pause. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I actually wrote down the horse's reaction shot specifically as one of the things that I liked. So <laughs> it's it's probably the funniest moment in the movie. I think it's, like, it's, it's so absurd, but it's also so out of nowhere, you know, because like you're in the middle of a gag and then it interrupts the gag with a gag. That's this whole movie. There's a lot of stuff that they've done. Did you notice this they they put in a lot of jokes in post Mm -hmm. like there was a lot of people talking or with their back turned and you could tell they weren't talking but they 80 yard a whole bunch of lines that like hey say this it'll be funny and we can add it in there you know like uh when robert gumet is like taking the phone call and the the phone is in his chip is in his brain and so he just puts his hands to his face like he does the telephone Mm -hmm. thing with his hands and he's taking the phone call and then when he's done taking the phone call it it does the if you'd like to make a call please hang up on drive but he's talking over that yeah so you're listening to that and he's he's talking they don't even acknowledge it like he doesn't do this weird face like you know, like he's trying to hang it up, you know, with his mind or something. So there's a lot of like weird, like ADR moments like that in this movie where they're just trying to sneak in as many jokes as they can. Well, and d- did that play for you? 
like that particular or like those types of jokes like when you were noticing them did they play they took me out okay of the movie and i i was my last note on this is why is hot shots so good and why is this not and I think that your your insight right there might be part of the reason because there's a lot of stuff that doesn't land, you know, and, and I think it was that stuff. Yeah, I think the gags that were in there were pretty good. They're, they, they're not the best I've seen. This is like a middle grade spoof movie. It's like you said, it's not as good as Hot Shots, either one of them. It's not as good as any of the Naked Guns. And I've I watched those recently and I was like, I bet you these don't hold up. Those movies hold up. No, they are still they're good. funny. The the references are a little old mm-hmm. just because they're from the 80s and 90s, but they're, they're still so funny. And Airplane, I don't care what anybody says. To me, it's the king of all the spoof movies. It is absolutely amazing. And there's, there's some other spoof movies that are pretty good. A lot of people like Top Secret with Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I think that movie's good, but that movie doesn't like speak to me as much. Right. But um, there's a lot of good ones that are legitimately good. I know some people like the first scary movie or whatever. So there's some good ones out there, but this one's like, well, I think after you've seen it, you never need to really watch it again. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I think scary movie, though, is where we transitioned away from these sort of of um prop comedy things into like parody prop comedy right like yes scary scary movie it's almost like there's a breaking point and that's like a new genre because it is you're right yeah yeah so i mean it's not not to say that there aren't any of those that are good but i just i don't even think of them the same way um i categorize them just because it's like they're all they're all kind of spoof movies but you're right there is like a it's a slight genre thing like you can it's like horror but then there's like subgenres of mm-hmm. horror. So this is like a subgenre of spoof. Right. Is is the scary movie and everything of that ilk that's like late 90s, early 2000s. You know what I mean? That's like date movie and whatever. All those other crap movies that came out. Those are terrible. Like those are terrible. I... I I think I saw one of them, but they're just, they're not really good. They go too far. Well, the, the funny, the best thing about spoof movies is when res- there's restraint, mm-hmm. which seems silly when you have like pratfalls, you know, just um, visual gags, you know, like somebody gets their foot run over and then you see it and it looks like a cartoon, you know, there's like tire marks on the foot and it's like three feet wide, you know, but there's like, it's, there's a weird amount of restraint in, in those movies to where like the later movies from that we we're just talking about like the scary movie and but they, they don't have that restraint you know what i mean do you, do you mind if i analyze what you said just a tad because because i've always thought of comedy as like surprise right and i think okay what you're describing as restraint is more specifically than restraint i think it's uh deliberate execution whereas the scary movie movies are just throwing everything bigger and louder at you there's no surprise because you know they're always going to try and top the last thing that they just did so you're just waiting for the next ridiculous thing and so it's funny maybe the first time you see it but it's not really a joke it's just absurd um whereas in the naked gun they're being very deliberate about like where the jokes go and they're they're trying to catch you off guard and surprise you but not necessarily just by being insane i totally and completely agree with that that's 100 percent true on top of that the, the, the another reason why this movie doesn't work is structurally it's not good the naked gun movies although ridiculous the plotting of them how you get from scene to scene and joke to joke makes sense logically in your brain and the story itself makes sense like it's it's a very basic story Mm -hmm. but like a lot of like let's say action movies or other genre movies it's just like a stage where you can place whatever like sci-fi adventure on or action thriller on or spoof movie on like it, it doesn't matter that doesn't matter but if it's not sound logically people will fall out and that's the problem I have with this movie it just goes from spoof set piece to spoof set piece correct in this yeah. movie. it just like it's it there's no there's no logic to any of it. there was parts of it i'm like oh okay so they're here now so now they're gonna reference this movie that was popular at the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're in a club so they're gonna do this you know what i mean they're gonna reference pulp fiction or whatever you know what i mean like the, it, it didn't make any sense there's a lot of plus i think there's some stuff that got cut out of this movie because you've got two female leads and one of the characters plays both the do- mother and the daughter in this movie and there's no reason why she's even in, in this movie at all yeah do you know what i'm talking about the, it's the doll yeah barbara doll doll and and barbara doll which is those are there's some really terrible puns i've got a whole list of them in here oh yeah the names money penny is mischievous and mischievous barbara doll like barbie doll a noggin 
is the gadgets guy. He plays the Q. Mm-hmm. Which was that the same guy that was in some of the Naked Gun stuff? Because uh, the actor looked who, familiar. Who's that? The guy who played Noggin. Uh he might have been. He's been in a bunch of stuff. That guy. That guy that played Noggin. I don't know if he's in Naked Gun. He might be. And just a, just I, a sidetrack. His, his about the briefcase yeah. actually i thought was really funny like <laughs> that was really funny that i that reminded me of something that could have legitimately been in a bond movie right remember there's the one i think it's tomorrow never dies where pierce brosnan picks up q's sandwich and he's like what's this and he's like don't touch that it's my lunch <laughs> which you know what I mean? of course john cleese delivers that line incredibly because he's john cleese but that line bugged me because it was a little too ridiculous for a Bond movie. No, it's not John Cleese. It's Desmond Llewellyn. Oh, that was before that. Desmond left, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he says that. But yeah. but like that line to me, like, for this movie would have been great. But for that movie, it oh, was it a little been, too much. It was a little too much even in that movie. I laughed. I thought it was funny. Maybe it was Goldeneye. It might have even been Goldeneye. I can't remember. No, because Goldeneye is perfect. Uh, Goldeneye is perfect. We need to talk about that movie. Desiree Moore, you know, Desire Moore. Mm-hmm. That, that's... They don't say her name, I don't think, but it's on the dossier. That's Talisa Sudo. So there's a, like a lot of puns in this in this movie. None of them too great, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, there they are. Did you have anything else on your list? Well, I guess the the one sort of thought I had, um, you're talking about like the deliberateness and the restraint and all that is yeah. at one point, and I lost count, but how many times did they do the joke in this movie of like, you know, like she, you know, they say something and they go, what is that? And then instead of answering the question that they're asking, they describe what the last word was, you know, it's like, oh, well, a, right. a boat is a thing that floats on the water and conveys people, you know, and they did that joke at least five or six times. And I kept thinking about that joke because that is such a classic Leslie Nielsen scene yes. from Naked Gun, from Airplane, from all that. Yes. And I recently watched those movies and that joke worked in a lot of those scenarios and it didn't work in this. I don't know why. And and that's that's like, I just keep, like I spent a lot of the last third of this movie <laughs> trying to dissect why it wasn't working. And I think the last third, it's because it's all the action we're moving from point A to point B without any real context. There's no context. I have in my notes, the movie just runs out of steam. It really does. Like the last half hour, 25 minutes, it just like, it's like, okay, we've, we've got to do the thing to do the thing. And you're just, you don't, you don't care. You've kind of checked out a little bit and there's nothing really funny happening. Mm-hmm. And and even the last 20 minutes are, are just not very good at all. Like there's not anything funny or there's gags, but it's like they shot this in a weekend and they might have, I don't know. It, it's, it's pretty bad, but that is interesting. You do bring up an interesting point about, cause that, that's an old joke. It's like, um, you know, Oh, the hospital. What's what's that? It's like, oh, you know, it's a big building where doctors are and people, sick people. You know, that joke works in airplane, mm-hmm. but it's uh, there's just something about it in this movie. And they've, they, you're right, they do it like a bunch of times. It just doesn't land. It doesn't land at all. Yeah. But I, the one thing that to me I think did the, land, it did it did work once when he did it with golf. That were it worked once, and yeah. I think that was the first time. They did it, I think. Yeah. Uh, I might be wrong. But the one thing that did land for me that was a running gag was they did a flashback and it's when he's at the golf club and it's like, oh, the good times we had. And they flashback like five seconds right. ago. It was like that worked for me. And it was like in black and white and they did the wavy thing. Yeah. And so that worked for me. And then he, they did it again where he was like, oh, my old partner. And then he starts to flashback and then his boss is like, we don't have time for flashbacks. <laughs> I did laugh at that. That was that was funny. I was like that that worked for me. I don't think they did it a third time, but I, those are the only two times uh, that I remember doing that. And then another thing that landed for me was he killed a. It was like a guard to a nightclub when he was trying to get in the nightclub. He kills the guy. The guy lands. He lands like on a chalk outline, and then, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. And then his arm is slightly askew, and like he just like jumps his arm so it fits inside the chalk outline. That was fun. Yeah. So there's 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 some good moments in here. I I, I think for the most part. It, it, it's more of like a nostalgia thing for me. Like I remember when this movie came out and being with my friends and watching it. But I, there's I, there's better spoof movies out there. There's better uh, Leslie Nielsen movies that aren't naked good that are out there. There's uh, there's another Leslie Nielsen movie. And if you want to talk, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna look it up. That's not Naked Gun that I remember being pretty good, but I can't remember. I think for me, Leslie Nielsen was pretty good all the way up until. I think the last one I liked was probably uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. That one's very underrated. That's a really good Mel Brooks movie. Well, as a Mel Brooks movie, it's definitely towards the bottom of his stack. But even a bad Mel Brooks movie is way better than most things, you know, so. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. 
I'm trying to look it up here. I'll uh, find where it was. I'll tell a little Mel Brooks anecdote. Um, Go ahead. One advantage of being out here on the uh, the West Coast is that you see and hear random things about random celebrities. So there's a video store I used to go to, just used to be down the street from me. And apparently Mel Brooks came in one day, uh, and this was like last summer, and he just oh, wow. he threw the door open and just yelled, I'm here! <laughs> <laughs> So apparently Mel Brooks still has it. Oh, he still got it. And it's funny you say that because I was watching um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee and he was on there. Mel Brooks was on there with Carl Reiner mm. and they're old comedy partners. And Mel Brooks, like Carl Reiner was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but Mel Brooks was like performing and it was spectacular. Uh-oh. It's so funny. He He's so, so funny. Like he's always just like, he's just so naturally funny mm-hmm. and he just is so over the top. And, and you just... I love it. If he came out with another movie, I would I would be so excited and so happy to go see that. The one I was thinking of was actually a couple years after this one called Wrongfully Accused. Oh, I never saw that. That was like the fugitive knockoff, right? It's the fugitive knockoff one. And I remember that one being pretty good. I remember it being pretty good. I could be wrong. It could be terrible. But I remember there being a few scenes where I had to, you know, I was laughing really, really hard. But then again... I would have been like a teenager, so that was probably be the last time I was. So take that with a grain of salt. But he said duty. <laughs> duty. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else, John. Do you have anything else about this movie? Well, just one more Mel Brooks thing, um, actually, since we're talking about it, and it's semi-relevant. Uh, tangent. Well, tangent, but callback. Uh, we talked about Callback. we talked about Cronenberg. Uh, apparently, Mel Brooks shadow produced some of Cronenberg's movies, but took his name off of it because he didn't want to overshadow the fact that they were serious, dramatic horror sci-fi films. So he he produced them, but you don't see it anywhere as Mel Brooks producing David Cronenberg's. Uh, you know, I think it was Rabbit or one of those. But yeah, he does that. He's done that a few times actually. Yeah. So I just I don't know. Kind of cool. We talked for about dr- them both. So yeah, for dramatic movies, he's he's taken his name off of it because people associate him so much with comedies and goofball comedies that he just that he just takes his name off of stuff it's pretty cool yeah that's pretty cool john would you recommend this movie no uh i think that i would recommend explain well i mean i think we've already explained that uh honestly airplane airplane 2 naked gun naked gun 2 probably not 3 those are all you don't like 33 to third no no it's it's okay it's just you know the the gag is wearing thin you know true um but but i mean even that's probably better but it's just with so many options in the leslie nielsen playing the straight-faced you know buffoon category of films i i just i feel like you're wasting your time if you're watching this one unless you're just a completionist uh yeah it's 80 minutes if again i I, i'm with john if you're a completionist or if you're just in the mood for a spoof, spoof movie this movie is at the time of this recording on netflix so you can watch it on netflix uh it's if you're into it yes if you're not this is not one to jump into if you've never watched a spoof movie or you don't like them, try watching Airplane. It's considered one of the best ones, and I tend to agree with that. Hot Shots or Naked Gun is also a good choice. But uh, this one is is middling to not so good. But it was fun to watch, and it was fun to talk about it. I, I mostly... I, there was nothing... I really wanted to talk about this, but I just, for whatever reason, I wanted to talk about a James Bond movie, but I wanted this episode to be kind of short. So, because we just, we both of us don't have a whole lot of time. So, but I did want to talk to you, but this was interesting to talk about. And there's, there's some, there's some stuff in here that's worth mentioning, worth bringing up. And I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it. I'm trying to think, you said something about the critters and I can't remember what it was. And it was towards the beginning. And I'll I'll have to text it to you later because I can't think of it. (laughs) But I really enjoyed that episode. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So you just did Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And your latest episode at the time of this recording, like I said, is Critters. So John was on our last episode. Uh, I think it was Top 5 was the last one you were on. Yeah, that was the last time I think uh, I graced your show with my lovely presence. Yeah, it was awesome. I really liked it. That it was. whole episode was really fun. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun to, to put together. Hopefully we'll have your better half of your podcast on this uh, show pretty soon. I'm hoping to anyway. Well, I think... Uh, we have yet to get... We, we got him on here unofficially. I got him recording, but I want to I do a back and forth. Good old podcast style with him. Yeah, I think he's more fun when you uh, when you engage, you know, the, the insanity that is Jason. <laughs> That's the only way I play it. He's a force of nature. He's like a tiny ball of fur with three rows of teeth. 
I am familiar with that. Yeah. John, so is there anything besides that you want to talk about or you want to plug? Like, is there anything like movie you've watched? It doesn't have to like tie in or anything, anything you've read or. Uh, I was, I was talking to uh, Jason, I think it might've been, it might've been Jason uh, when he was visiting and he just asked me like, what was the last movie you watched that really, you know, just worked, you know? And the answer to that is what I'm going to endorse, which is the changeling. Changeling. Yeah. What year is that from? This is um, 1980 George C. Scott. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen that just thrown out there. If anybody is in the mood for a creepy movie, just super atmospheric, check out the changeling with george c scott it's just a great film yeah that is a great film george c scott is in some really good stuff obviously um wow okay that 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 is a good one i was watching the apostle last night on netflix and i fell asleep not because it wasn't good because i was enjoying a lot of what i was watching uh it was because it was late and i'm an old man (laughs) (laughs) and i fell asleep I got tired and fell asleep on it. So I hope to finish that, but I liked what I saw. So that's a half recommendation Mm -hmm. uh, for that one. But I like Dan Stevens. People might know him from Downton Abbey, which is a show I love watching with my wife. I think that's an excellent show. It's really good. I recently, probably earlier this year, I saw a movie that I had heard about and heard about and heard about but finally watched called The Guest. And this is, like I said, this is Oh, that's a good one. Also has Dan Stevens in it. That movie, people need to watch. And I want to talk about that one so hardcore. I I will talk about The Guest whenever you want to talk about The Guest, Dave. And I think Peter wants to talk about it too. So I I really would love to get the three of us on here, if possible, to talk about that movie because um, the fact that people aren't like talking about this or tweeting about it, doing whatever socials they have about this movie every day is a crime in my opinion because it is, (laughs) it's a level Love note to 80s action movies and John Carpenter movies, which I'm all about John Carpenter. I know a lot of people don't completely feel him, but I love John Carpenter. I love the feel of his movies. They're just, I, they're B-movie ideas on a big budget, and I, that's what I love about him. And he just goes all out for everything he does. So I'm a big fan of his, and this is sort of like a love letter to that. Um, but it's not just for nostalgia's sake, and it's not just homage. It's a good movie in its own right. So even if you have, you're not into 80s movies, or you're, you're not into John Carpenter, you don't even know who he is. Is, you can still enjoy this movie. This movie just goes off the rails in such a great way. Um, so I, I like Dan Stevens. I, I'm a big fan of his. Google him if you don't know who he is, but he's a very, very good actor and has such a wide range. He's very talented. So, but and also The Changeling. That's a really good movie, John. That's a good pull. That's that's that is a really good. Where did you check that one out? Uh, actually, I mean, the Severin, the Blu-ray company, just put it back out. They restored it, and it's beautiful. And so I. I picked it up because I remember watching it. Um, this is going back in the Wayback Machine. Uh, I remember watching it with my old uh, mentor and uh, it being one of those movies that, uh, y- you know, like you have just like movies that somehow become important. It uh, yeah. it was one of those, but I hadn't watched it since high school. And, um, and yeah, so I was revisiting it and uh, it is just as good as I remember. So holds up well. It's really, it's really good. Those, there's a lot of, um, I love movies from the 70s and 80s that are like horror or sci-fi. They're just so weird so good so atmospheric just they build a lot of people call them slow but i'm like nah it's that slow burn it's it's so good and it like you said it just creates this atmosphere that you like can cut a knife with oh if if you're not paying attention to that movie um it's gonna be terrible but if like once it hooks you you can't turn away because it's just so beautifully done and yeah but if you're texting and all that you could miss the whole experience you know (laughs) like uh yeah that's not that kind of movie to me i only do that if it's a movie i've seen a hundred times otherwise if i if the movie can't engage me enough to where i can't look at my phone then then i just turned it off yeah but i i know exactly what you mean john where could people find you on the interwebs on the vast information super highway where they get run over like a deer caught in the headlights (laughs) Well, uh, now I want to stay away from the internet. <laughs> you should. Yeah, it's a terrible place. Apparently, it's very it's dangerous. It's <laughs> uh, no, we're uh, just check us out uh, under Cinema Slop on everything. CinemaSlop.com, Facebook, Twitter. That's probably our most active places. Really, just the website has lots of great doodles that I do myself. And uh, check, check. <laughs> Love the doodles. I, I'm telling you, man, the doodles. It's it's half my heart is just the doodles. <laughs> it's. I think it's your whole heart. It's really yeah. Good. <laughs> That's good stuff. I might have you start doing those for Super Movie Ball. We need a new logo anyway. You think I have tens of seconds per episode for you? <laughs> I mean, I do, but... 
yes. But yeah, thanks uh, for having yeah. me. So, absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. And uh, you better watch your back, Riley. He's coming for you. Yeah. John's coming for you. And he's taking no prisoners this week on WrestleMania. Even though you seem what like talking a about? really nice guy and we'd probably get along. And I, I hope to one day meet you and maybe we can hang out. But so, seriously, though, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch your back. No, Riley's a good guy. And you're an even better guy. Ooh, yeah, sick, sick burn. burn. That's right. I know nice guys in your face. So much niceness, you can't handle it. <laughs> you can't handle all this niceness. <laughs> Do you want me to wash your car? Because I will. That's right. And I'll even vacuum it for you. What you going to say about that? Ooh, nice detailed <laughs> job, Mac. <laughs> you dude. No, but definitely listen to Cinema Slop. He and Jason talk about some really great movies. You also talked about Pluto Nash, which I kind of <laughs> want to talk about. That's a segue. That's a segue. <laughs> they talk about some great things and also some garbage. And also some garbage. That movie is baffling to me. That's a good word. Where did all the money go? Yeah. Uh, it's not on the screen, that's for sure. No, it's not. Uh, interesting tidbit. I, I didn't realize this until after we recorded, or at least midway yeah. through the record. That's the same director as Tremors. Uh, didn't you mention that? I, I, I think I might have been Googling mid-show, so yeah. Okay. But uh, it's it's so weird because... Tre- Isn't that baffling? Tremors is a movie that is way better than it should be, and Pluto Nash is a movie that's way worse than it should be. Tremors is practically a perfect movie. Yeah. Like, structurally-wise and just execution-wise, it is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, when, pe- when pe- people hear you say perfect, it's not that great. And I'm like, no, I mean just like... What it sets out to do, how it does it, you know, and just all the parts. All the parts are really well done. It's lean and focused and just the craftsmanship is top notch everywhere and it's not pretentious and it's got Mm -mm. little bits of comedy where it should and it's got seriousness where it should and it's just and it doesn't talk down to the audience yeah just everything's working in the right way you know it's it's a lean mean fighting movie machine and then pluto you started with it and then pluto nash is you know mostly making jokes about rosario dawson which i can't laugh at because that's just not right no that movie just like craps itself so you should cut that last one you can get started Why? I don't know. I just don't want to sound like I'm too focused on the body. <laughs> Have you heard this show? On the last episode we did, which I think before the Star Trek Beyond was extra, I talked about the lady and whether she was hot or not. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> my wife and I were trying to figure out whether she was hot. <laughs> but that that was a serious scientific discussion about the nature of beauty. See, that was... <laughs> no, it wasn't. Me, I was just like I that. Was... <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> Hey, look, everybody thinks about it and everybody's afraid to talk about it. I'm afraid to talk about it. It's fine. It doesn't because you are good looking or not good looking. It has nothing to do with your bearing as a person. It's just interesting to talk about. Anyway. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm afraid to seem uh, fixated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely fixated. Uh, John, John, show me your butt. Uh, okay. Zip. <laughs> hey, zippers don't go zip. I put my pants on wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no but that's uh, that's really good so what's next oh hard rain is the next correct one yeah, on, the, your, the on your christian list. slater uh randy quaid epic yeah isn't morgan freeman in that movie too yes he is slumming it in okay. that movie he slums it in a lot of movies i want to say that i've seen that movie but i don't think i actually have now you, in my brain i'm like yeah i think i saw that you probably did and just didn't remember i don't remember isn't it like die hard with a bunch of in a flood or something uh that's one way to put it i or not really i think it's more like i want to say it's more like tombstone in the middle of like a noah's era flood really yeah then i don't think i have seen that movie yeah it's it's kind of a western that's the next one to check out is is it the next one i shouldn't yeah it is presume okay it's the next one you guys should check out on cinema slop and please check that movie out or check that podcast out it's pretty awesome i just have uh one last thing john and then we can cut it off here do you like bacon i of course i love bacon (laughs) good then you should like cinema slop All right, that's it, everybody. We're done. This episode has been so weird and just, like, disjointed, but I love it. It's great. I love talking to you, John. Say goodbye to the people of the internets. Goodbye, internets. I love you. A man of intrigue, he lives for the thrill. Always has places to go and people to kill. 
Danger is the game he plays And he holds every card Cause if you wanna win You gotta spy hard A man of the world So suave and discreet He trips over the women piled up at his But evil's lurking, so he's always on his guard. Cause if you're gonna spy, you better spy hard. He's always there when the chips are beginning to fall. He wouldn't care if they kicked him. tough job for any man but his hours are flexible and he's got a great dental plan by the way if you walked in late allow me to reiterate the name of this movie is by Okay. Thanks, dude. Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you. That was awesome. Uh, all right, cool. So, uh, who are you? Why are we talking? Uh, I'm your lawyer. Oh, Not again. And you whipped your out in public again? Not again. <laughs> That's what I said. Good thing I got you on retainer. <laughs> so, the lawyer has the client on retainer. You're like, this guy's going to be big money in the future. <laughs> I'm going to give him 20 bucks just to use me. Do you like bacon? Sure you do. Do you like Kevin Bacon? Of course. Who doesn't? Well, now you can have both, sort of, with Cinema Slop using a copyrighted process known as backward baconing. No, they don't go from tail to snout. They start with the porkmeister himself, Kevin Bacon, and the 1990s classic film Trimmers. From there... They gingerly process the film through what some have nicknamed the movie Bone Cruncher. Then, after the screams have died down, a favorite character or actor is chosen, and a movie is selected from a very choice catalog. Meet up with John and Jason on their filthy but funny journey as these two pork butts show you movie lovers what's what. Seven up some slop. You can find Cinema Slop wherever podcasts are sold. Hello, what have we here? My name is Chorb, and hey. You are the administrator of Cloud City. What are you doing here? You know me. Always gotta have a few side hustles. And what can I do for you, my little friend? I am in search of a pod which contains a cast. Job, my friend, we can definitely accommodate you. We have some select pod races, too, if you're in the market. No. No, thank you. We have all types of uh, podcasts here. A Star Wars podcast. Oh, I have just the thing. Here you go. Grand Moth talking. It's a piece of junk. You know what? That podcast saved my life quite a few times. Best Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. Oh yeah? What's so great about it? Have a seat in that fine chillax chair, and we'll talk it over. Hmm, most comfortable. 
This is Grand Moff Tuck. It's a fine, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally and much-beloved Star Wars saga. It's handcrafted and tailored to the modern fanatic, such as yourself. <laughs> Brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet oh-so-soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jasmine, Jake, and the one they call Isaac. My Zard, I will take it. I accept your proposition. You don't by chance have a relative by the name of Pork, do you? Yes. <laughs> I thought you might. What leads you down this line of Inquisition? I think I've seen him in here a few times. Yes. It was a pleasure doing business with you. Safe travels, Jorb. I commend you. And what about you? You listening, Chewbacca? <laughs> you said that right, old friend. That last episode was a doozy. <laughs>